What's up, freaks? You guys thought I was done. You thought I was different. You thought that surely of all people, Lenny would be taken by the COVID, beat to death and murdered and killed. And I'm just here to say that ain't true. Welcome to another edition of Late Nights with Lenny. It's late at night and I'm Lenny. Before we get to Juicy and Lucy... Let's talk about some good old sponsors that have made this possible. Number one sponsor, new homie, goes by the name of Cameron Birch. Ladies and gentlemen, this man has a YouTube channel. He has social media. He's got two YouTube channels, actually. And I'm going to give him a little shout-out because he gave me a little dough. You know how these things go. We did a little deal. In the, in the, we did a little deal in the break room at work when work was still open. Yeah, that's right. Anyway, you can follow him at Effin Birch, E-F-F-I-N-B-U-R-C-H. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest. That's where he's found. On YouTube, his channels are Life is a Birch. That's his family channel. And then his hard-hitting, hard-to-miss YouTube channel is Men Try Videos, where he and his friend Austin Spalmer, they try all sorts of different things. It's beautiful. It's great. It's entertaining. It's good content. And out of the greatness of their hearts, they sponsored this podcast. Podcast is also also brought to you by none other than my fourth cousin. He knows who he is. Also, can we forget about my fifth cousin? Absolutely not. My fifth cousin, Dustin, ladies and gentlemen. Pretty soon, me and Dustin are going to go out and get a gyro. And we're going to eat it. And enjoy each other's company at a six foot distance. According to the mandates of the law. By which we have to live. And of course, Mike's Killer Bread. He's got actually a new version of bread. Besides Killer Mike and Killer Dave. And Red Mike and Blood Mike. He's got a couple different ones out there. But this one, this is a new flavor. And it's called COVID Bread 19. And, yeah, did he ferment the coronavirus and then stick it in bread? Yeah, of course. So, good enough. For me, it tastes great. I recommend it to all of you folks. And, of course, Logan J. Real Estate. Do these times have you down, ladies and gentlemen? Are you guys afraid of what comes next? Do you need to sell your home? We'll reach out to my friend Logan J. I can get you his contact info. Just give me a good old email at latenightswithlenny at gmail.com. Real estate, real man, real strong. That's my boy, Logan J. So let's get into it. I realize I haven't made an entire podcast for an entire month. And you know what that means. I'm entirely in trouble. Do you think I give a flip? Nope, I don't. Some people, well, I haven't really seen anyone. I've pretty much been in isolation. I no longer live in the land of ice and snow, by the way. I live a lot closer to where I usually work. So that's kind of nice. I'm very sad to be leaving the land of ice and snow, otherwise known as Logan, Utah. That place was dope. Everything about it was awesome, except for my parking spot. 
And my commute wasn't that great, but it wasn't that bad, to be honest, either. I didn't mind it. It was nice. I was able to kind of think in my mind and talk about my thoughts on this podcast. So, also, this podcast is brought to you by the coronavirus. So, get that. And it's also brought to you by Clear American Water. Do you like flavored sparkling water? A flavored sparkling water beverage with other natural flavors? Well, guess what? I'm sipping on one right now. It's a key lime flavor. And yes, I got it at the gas station. And it was 57 cents. You know what that means. That means you got to get a lot of them because they taste good. Tastes like key lime pie. Zero calories. Zero guilt. Zero gains. Uh, So you freak bags probably want me to talk about the flipping coronavirus. Lenny, what's your take, you freaking fool? What do you think? Well, guys, I promise not to talk about politics, and obviously the coronavirus is political now. So, yeah, I have no comments for you. Thanks for listening to this podcast of Late Nights with Lenny. And I'm just kidding. I can talk a little bit about the flipping COVID, the corona. I don't know, guys. I, w- I kept wanting to do one, and it just seems like every single day the whole world changes a little bit. So, it's been hard for me to kind of sit down and then express what I feel because I wake up the next day and feel something completely different about the good old disease that's ravaging the good old nation and the good old world. Hmm. I still don't even know how I feel about it, to be honest. Um, Yeah, let me just start out by saying I feel like there's a lot more going on than we think. Um... Actually, before I even get into the meat, into the juicy, good old rubbed meat of this argument, the argument, the statement, my inner sanctus, the visions of my head that I turn into words with my mouth. So here's here's the thing that's always bothered me is people will say, you know what? If they hear anything that has the word conspiracy in it, they automatically have been conditioned their whole life their whole freaking life, to say, okay, if there's any sort of word named conspiracy in any sort of statement, then it's automatically looked upon with skepticism. And I think that's a really stupid way to think, and I think, well, and that's not something personal, it's just, I think that's a stupid thing. Don't let yourself be conditioned by that. Because I think in the thousands and thousands of years that humans have have roamed the earth, I think it's extremely stupid to think that people have never conspired together to do something. Now, a conspiracy theory doesn't have to be like the whole entire government and George Bush himself flew the planes into the towers of 9-11. That's not what I'm talking about. But I do think that people are very naive to think, oh, well, there's no way rich and powerful people or rich and powerful politicians could conspire together to do something to people. And it's like, okay, and I'll admit, there's been a time in my life where I've thought, yeah, right, that's just a conspiracy. Now that person has conspiracy theories, watch out, freak. He probably believes in aliens too. Well, here's the thing, guys. People will say this kind of dumb crap, but not even realize that we live in a day and age where every single person on this earth understands that there are conspiracies living right in front of us. Case in point number one. China. China! 
You flippin' idiots. There's no conspiracies. It's not possible. Have you seen the bloody Chinese government? They have 1.2 billion people under their control where they set the entire narrative and do things to their people without their permission. They lie to their people. They lie to the rest of the world. Case in point number two, North Korea. Exact same freaking thing. Russia is pretty similar too, but they're a little bit different. But guys, wake the freak up. You don't believe in conspiracies? Well, that's just fine. Take a look at China and tell me that that government hasn't been conspiring against its citizens and the world. You're idiots if you think otherwise. And I don't mean that as a personal insult, but I do mean it as fix your brain. Come on. Am I saying the coronavirus is a conspiracy? That's what you've been waiting for. I don't really think so. I think that it is an illness. I do think that it is a sickness. But I do think that people have a way of reporting about it that makes it seem a heck of a lot worse than it actually is. Why? I don't know why they're doing it. But just the comparisons between the amount of lives coronavirus has taken versus wars. You can't even compare those things. They're not the same. It's very stupid. Um, I think that's pretty dishonest and disingenuous. And I think people just need to think with their heads. It, it, it's hard for me to take it seriously. And I've told this to my wife. It's hard for me to take this thing super seriously because you have everyone saying, we're going to trust the experts. We're going to do what the experts say, which that sounds like great advice. I'm not going to go after anyone for following what the experts say. Generally, that's a great rule to follow by. But at the same time, let's just kind of look at what we have going on. We have the people who run the health organizations, the CDC for America and the World Health Organization, who have been saying historically, masks don't do anything for this virus. All it does is just prevent you, if you have it, from spreading it. And telling people not to wear masks. That's just utterly dumb. And then now they're saying, hey, it's actually a good idea if you guys wear masks. And to me, in my mind, it's like, well, how the flip can we trust the experts here when these people are supposed to be the best in the entire country on epidemiology, which is the study of you know, illnesses, epidemics, pandemics, how they spread, how they affect people. These people are supposed to be the best in the entire country and top in the world. And they can't even figure out if a mask is good for us or not. And so I'm not saying the entire COVID-19 case rests on that, but it makes me pretty skeptical to what any freaking expert has to say. Because these dinguses say, one minute, Masks, don't do it, don't do masks, don't wear masks, it's not going to do anything for you, and now they're saying, hey, it's a good idea if you start wearing masks. Like, what the frick, what do, what do you freaking want? My unborn baby is smarter than that. And so I have a problem when people are, let's trust the ex- experts, let's trust the scientists, and these are the same people that get mad at people, you know, who say that maybe they don't necessarily believe in the hype, stuff like that. It's like, well, here's a good reason to not. Here's something to make you skeptical, and I'm not encouraging people to, but I'm just telling you what I think. And what I think is I think that it's a bloody mess, and I feel bad that people are suffering and dying. Uh, But I also think it's very extremely dumb that they're shutting down most of the country, 
um, to prevent the spread when they really should just be quarantining people who are um, very ill or at risk. And I think rest of life should go on as normal because you can't destroy the entire economy just for the sake of a few people. If, if we're willing to bend that far, then we are beyond unprepared and messed up for what the future has to hold. If we're doing everything in the name of safety, we're all going to be crying to be put to death within the next 50 years because things are going to be so stupid. Very slippery slope, and I don't agree with most of it. I do think that people need to be smart, wash their hands, keep your distance. But then again, I mean, it's just hard for me to understand how the the most intelligent and informed people in the whole country, the most professional, the ones who have the most education, don't even understand if a mask can work for them or not. When there's clearly been studies that actually show that masks do work. So for me, I have a hard time trusting this as far as what comes out of the professionals' mouths. Sickness is sickness. Now, this is very bad, but at the same time, I think that people are, are going bananas, obviously, by the amount of toilet paper that's not on the shelves, which makes no sense, but I think everyone kind of knows that. But I'm just amazed that for like three weeks now, there's not been toilet paper really anywhere. So it, so it shows you that there's people that are continually hoarding and coming back to get more. And then there's people who probably have been without for a while, and then they come in and buy a bunch because they don't want to be in the same situation again, which I don't blame them for. It's really, really bizarre. The, the sickness is going around, and I think it exposes people who are in a compromised situation, which is really interesting. The, there's, a, there's, a, there's a number of people that's in a small amount of people that they flip and that's that's their thing they feel compromised and the first thing they're worried about is wiping their freaking anuses it's interesting i think that's kind of funny though at the same time i mean if someone wanted to take over america all they need to do is blow up our toilet paper factories and a pretty sizable chunk of our citizens would probably break have mental breakdowns and surrender to the enemy instantly, which would be pretty funny. Not funny for people to die in an explosion or whatever, but there are people out there that would definitely surrender if the toilet paper factories blew up and we had no way of um, sanitizing, cleansing, and making ourselves clean in the anus. So that's kind of my thoughts on the whole COVID thing. Um, whatever. Like, who freaking cares? We're all going to deal with it. We're all going to get through it. It's going to be just fine. Uh, so many more people have been on social media and the internet now, which is pretty funny. Um, and I think it's pretty funny. I've gotten on social media a few times. And it's just funny the kind of crap that people are posting. And it just makes me realize, like, how utterly dumb social media is. It really is stupid. There are, there are some good cases for it, but man. I tell you what. Talk about giving people anxiety and depression. Just be on Facebook for two hours. Goodness sakes. 
it causes those feelings. I wonder if some people will make that connection. What I really wanted to talk about today, and this is going to be a little bit longer one, because you know what? I'm freaking back. I'm freaking back, you freaking freaks. I'm back to do this thing. I wanted to talk about people who monetize your friendship. And yes, that's exactly what I mean. You know, Lenny, what do you mean monetize your friendship? What I mean is those freaking people that you haven't heard of or seen from in a really long time, like years. Maybe you're friends with them in high school or you vaguely knew who they were. And then all of a sudden they're reaching out to you on, you know, they're texting you, they're sending you a a message or they're even calling you. Dude, what's going on, man? How you been? How's the fam? What are you up to nowadays, man? And you just know where it's going. Or at least I know where it's going because this has happened like 10 times to me at least. Which is a bloody shame. Dude, what are you doing nowadays? What are you up to? And then they ask you the one phrase that they've just been freaking foaming at the mouth for. Their mouth has been excreting slobber. Like an excited dog. So, uh, nice, nice, nice. So what do you do for work? Bingo. The lights are on. They're locked in. They're in full activation mode. You know what they want. I know what they want. They want to sell you on something. Or they want to recruit you for something. And for what reason, you may ask? So they can make money off of you. Monetizing a friendship, monetizing a relationship. This is what I'm talking about. This is something that in the past little while has happened to me from this uh, person I knew in high school, who I was friends with. Um, But this has happened with multiple people, so I'm not just using him as an example. But it just reminded me how much I hate this freaking crap. And how freaking ashamed would you be, you know? Think about it. You don't talk to someone for years. Yeah? You don't talk to someone for years. And all of a sudden, you get into some multi-level marketing shiz. Some Vivint. Some summer sales. Some pest control. Some security systems. You start doing this. Yeah? And then they, they, they brainwash you into being an idiot. And then you are starting to get... You know what, man? I need to get people under me because if I can recruit people to come with me to Orlando next summer, I'll get a, I'll get a a certain percentage too. I'll get some back pay on that. However the frick it works. Um, you know what I mean? And not, not all summer sales guys are like this. Let me preface that. But when they've come to me inviting me to do it, this is how it's been every single time. So anyway, they get into some multi-level marketing or they're selling some sort of something and then they reach out to you and ask, what do you do for work? And you tell them, oh, well, that's cool. So, uh, nice. So how long have you been doing that? You tell them, oh, cool. Yeah, so, uh, so I just want to let you know, man, like, I've, I've just been thinking of you lately, and I thought of you and just wanted to call you and let you know, like, I've, I actually work with such and such, and uh, last summer I went out to Baltimore, and I made $100,000 last year. Yeah, it was summer sales, but dude, it wasn't like that. Like, it's one of those things where you just work hard, 
You know, and we're selling security systems like it's a dangerous place. You just work hard. You know, you, you work hard. And, dude, it was great. And I just, having that kind of success really boosted my my self-esteem and realized I could do stuff if I worked hard. And so, yeah, I was just thinking of you, man. And, you know, this summer going to Orlando, I'd love to meet up with you sometime. And we can talk it over, over lunch. I'd love to take you out to lunch or something. And we can talk it over and, and explain a little bit more. And, yeah, yeah, we would be living leaving in April, you know, and we'll, we'll talk more about it. No problem. We'll talk more about it. I just want to see, just let you know, I was thinking about you and want to see when there's a time we could just like meet, take you out to lunch, whatever. We'll talk about it. You know, they do the whole spiel and it's the same every freaking time. And that's my problem is number one, you're freaking bothering me because you haven't talked to me in years and within 10 seconds of you on the phone, I can already tell you just want access to me so you can have access to money, which is really kind of creepy within 10 seconds you already freaking know what they want you're trying to be nice and you freaking decline lunch or maybe you're nice you let them take you to lunch and you get free food and then you tell them no that's even smarter um but i just have a hard time with that and it comes in lots of different ways but that's like the usual spiel we're gonna have a great time lots of guys going out i had this one guy actually once reach out to me over facebook messenger literally like a week after I got home from my mission and was like, Hey man, I've been thinking of you. Um, you know, I, uh, I did some summer sales last summer, did great. And I know you'd be a great addition to my team. Just looking to take, you know, five or six guys out with me, you know, to Atlanta this summer. Um, could we, could we find a time to meet and talk together? I'd love to take you to lunch or something. We can talk more about it. And, uh, and I said, no, now's not a good time for me. Maybe next time I said that, and I shouldn't have. And what do you know, exactly one year later, I get the exact same message from the same dude. Hey, just reaching out. Uh, just want to let you know, I did summer sales the last couple summers. I've done great. I know you'd be a great addition. Are you good this year? And I was like, frick no. And I didn't even respond. But that homie must have sent a reminder on his phone saying let's send Jacob Bowers a message. And by the way, this guy was a butthole to me in high school. So that was red flag. Number one, I should have just, I was too nice. I should have just said, yeah, dude, you were a butthole to me in high school. I hope you freaking get heat exhaustion on your summer sales. And then you get sued. I should have done that, but I, I was too nice, but it's just thing after thing. When people express a weird interest in you, it always turns out to be money related. I'm just telling you there. That's a late night Lenny's wisdom bit right there. That's a fifth cousin Dustin wisdom bit, actually. Sponsored by fifth cousin Dustin for that. Let me say it again. I'm not going to use that stu- these stupid power statements. I'll say it again for the people in the back. There's freaking no one in the back. This is a podcast. You know what's in the back of my car? Nothing. Um, guys, listen, just be smart. If people reach out to you, you want to know why? Besides, like, if they reach out to you and they start being all weird and you can just tell, like, oh, frick. Yeah, James, I haven't heard from James in, like, seven years. Guys, I I can almost guarantee it. It's going to be money-related. And it's sad because I never thought, and I don't think I ever knew, 
that kids in my school or people that I knew growing up would turn out to be the person that reaches out to me pretending like they're interested in my life so they can make money. That That's just like the lowest of the low. Now, I, I have had some close personal friends do those kind of things and talk to me about it. That's one thing when you have like a personal friend who you know who's doing it, not just some homie you were friends with in high school reaching out. That's just garbage. That's trying to monetize a relationship that doesn't even exist, which is even stupider. Gosh, it just, it fires me up. I just, I don't believe in it, guys. I freaking don't believe in it. And I think it's very disingenuous. And all these companies, I mm, will just say COVID-19 has come. And I hope they can deal okay. And I'll just say any summer salesman who's not walking around knocking on people's doors during these times is going to have a freaking hard time doing it. I may be wrong, but I'm just saying, dude, someone came to my doorstep during these times, I would, I would, I would just shut the door after asking him, dude, what the frick do you think you're doing? There's an epidemic and you're going door to door. You're literally a vessel for disease. Now please depart. You know what I mean? That's exactly how it would go. Yeah, coronavirus, monetizing relationships. It's all interesting. I don't know. Yeah, it's like all anyone can ever freaking talk about. It's it's very interesting. Um, I actually am not too bothered, though. I haven't really felt any sort of anxiousness or fear or anything concerning this. I miss the people I work with. There's no doubt about that. Like... I like seeing people on a daily basis. I'm a very social animal. Um, but at the same time, yeah, I don't freaking know. It's it's interesting. I don't know. It's, it's hard for me because that's all anyone wants to talk about is the flipping disease. And for me, I just feel like, yeah, whatever. It's happening. It sucks. Be smart. But like, the minute you and your mind, if you concede... You and this disease are at war. It's invisible, but it's real. And the minute you freaking concede, oh, frick, my life's going to be terrible. This is how life's going to be. You know, the minute you concede that in your mind, you're toast. So for me, I haven't even thought about it. You don't even think about anything. You just make the adjustments and live a happy life, as happy as you can. But just sitting and just stewing and being angry about the disease isn't going to do anything. That's just been my experience these uh, three weeks, two and a half weeks. I don't even know how long. Time has gotten all weird with not working. And yeah, this this thing feels like it's been happening for half a year. Imagine doing this for a whole year. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> people would, people literally would just die from being inside for too long. I don't know. Don't concede, freaks. Don't concede. It's not worth it. Don't conform. I used to have this... Uh, English teacher in 11th grade this English honors class and he'd always talk about don't conform why Why would you conform he would always say stupid stuff like that and I didn't even think about it I was like yeah that's cool yeah don't conform and then as I became an adult and grew up a little bit I was like that guy was a freaking weirdo don't conform like don't conform to what you idiot 
Like, don't conform to your due dates. Like, what do you freaking want? I should have done that. I should have just not turned something in and said, I'm not conforming. Just like you told me to. Uh, so yeah, my essay is not here because I'm not conforming to you, Mr. Larson. Nice, nice enough guy. Don't conform, guys. Don't conform to the COVID. Anyway, that's kind of all I have. A nice 30-minute late nights with Lenny. We'll just call it the, the Z-Pack. The quarantine edition. Season 2. The COVID season, baby. Did we even know we had a season 2? Yeah, this is episode 1 of season 2 of Late Nights with Lenny. COVID edition. The season of the corona season COVID-19. Yeah, we're here. We've arrived, guys. Send me anything you want. Late Nights with Lenny at gmail.com. Um, thanks again to all the sponsors and anyone who actually listens to this full blast. I hope you have the time. I hope you love it. And if you hate it, thanks. I'm glad. Tell my enemies. <laughs>